The ASOS podcast. Yeah, that, that's fine. So this week was kind of busy, you know. There's seven big albums. I say big in air quotes because not all of them are big. But who wants to kick things off? I'm thinking we should start with Two Chains. Two Chains. Are we sure we want to start with this one? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Mind. You know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should start with something a bit different. Let's start with the. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Um, let, let, let the first lady speak. Yeah. I really want to start with Pasalu. I don't know if I'm okay. pronouncing his name properly, but I just want to get that one out of the way because I really like this kid. I oh, love wait. his music. I think he's super okay. talented. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate love his storytelling, his style, da, 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 everything. Da, da, da. Love is in the air. So, yeah, I just want to start there because I was so impressed by the entire project and um I, I think he really delivered um one thing for me having grown up in the midlands was very much is the, the whole vibe of mixing african and caribbean culture so when i was younger in in the midlands it was very segregated like the african and caribbean communities and over time that has changed so it was very interesting to see that come together in this project in the way that he did it. It was so fluid. It was so well done. Um, yeah, just I absolutely loved the whole thing. That's it. Okay, so what, come on, give us some information. What were your favourite tracks? What was it about the project that you liked? Um, what was your actual standout song? Um, so let me have a look. I wrote notes. Give me a, like one second. Actually, there was a lot. Hmm? I know. Can you tell? Like literally, I had a lot of thoughts. Um, pages and pages and pages of notes. Trust me. Oh. So my top tunes were TTM or Track Till Morning, and I thought that was a banger. I just loved the, the storytelling in it. it was brilliant. Um, and then after that, it was active with um, Santora. That was brilliant mm, as well. Mm, and the funny thing is, I couldn't decide which one I liked more. I mean, I think Santora came in second, but it was, you know, it was quite close. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. active with Santora. Ni Santora. That's it. There we go. You chose completely different tracks to what I've chosen. So yeah, same. Same. Oh, no. Who's going oh, no, next? Man, what are you saying? No, no, no. I feel like you two, because you two don't like Afro beats. You two go first. I'll go next. I need to finish him off. I need to finish him off well. Oh, my goodness. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'll go next. I just want to say pause. On behalf of Nanny, let's take a quick pause. He said some outrageous things just then. Anyway, so I quite like this album. Um... It's mad aggressive, you know. I was I was listening to it and just thinking there's a lot of aggressive energy in this album, but it kind of like it kind of dies down towards the last couple of tracks. But it, it's it's a good listen. Um, there is Caribbean vibes in there, and I did sense a bit of Afro beats. Um, but I really liked it. it. It was a good listen. My favorite track was track number nine, more paper with 8-9 Fly, I thought that was a really good track and it kind of broke up the really dark tone that was, like, prevalent in the album. Um, I also like the interlude, Parlour, which is track 8. 
that was really good as well. But um, there wasn't much bad to say about the album. It's, it's a solid effort. Um, I don't know if this is his first album, but if it is, this is a really good first album. And um, it, it ends really well as well. Energy's a good track too. Thanks for that, Ollie. Um, in other news, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I felt that the album was actually good. It, I wasn't expecting that sound to come from it. So whereas Manny was trying to allude to this album being an Afrobeats album or something like that, I didn't feel that was the case. I think the way Afi described it was probably the best way of looking at it as a, a European infusion. No, a European fusion of... African and West Indian sound. You, you get both sides of the coin with this with this album, and I was a bit confused because at the beginning it almost sounded like it was Vibes Cartel um, um, on the beat. But um, no, I enjoyed it. I felt like the album actually flowed really well from track to track, and it, it wasn't because all the tracks sounded the same. They just fit together very well. Um, I think that my favorite song was probably Informer which had millions of... Millions has been on a few albums, actually, recently, and I've actually liked his verses every time. I know that he's someone that is rated highly in the UK, but he's someone that I don't really too much myself. But I think that I do need to take some time and to his stuff because he can really rap, and his flow is really different as well. I do like the way he spits. But yeah, throughout the, um, the projects, I do... It, there are a few standout tracks, and I really did like the track Black as well that came towards the end of the album. But yeah, definitely my, first, my favorite track was Informer. Manny, over to you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've been waiting for this one. Parsley. Parsley. This, my friend, and let me correct you, because you guys have been going on and on, and it's been paining me. It's not his album. It's his first mixtape. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. Every single time someone says mixtape, like, I don't buy it. it. There's no difference. Mate, look, it's his first mixtape, so that's his, it's not even his album, right? Manny, yeah, Manny, it's, uh, are, are all of these beats brand new? Or are they, or are they copies? Or are they, as, he's, as he's discovering someone's track? If it's, a, if, it's, I mean, if it's a new beat, then it's a, it's a new song, it's a project consisting of totally new songs. It's an album. I don't care about this whole mixtape thing. It's a cop out. At the end of the day, it's written as a mixtape. So I'm just correcting you guys. I'm just saying it says it's his first mixtape. Whether what's the difference between mixtape and album, I'll leave that debate for another day. Back to Parsley. This guy has emerged on the scene in a really powerful way. Frontline, I think, was his first single that garnered mainstream attention um i did a bit of research on it like on like i think bbc one one extra that frontline tune is their song of the year for 2020 which is very which is really good for him but the song that i discovered him on was um my family where the visuals on that song were absolutely crazy Absolutely crazy. So, for me, like, I see him, um, Parsalu and Backroad G, as Afro Drill. Afro Drill artists. I don't know if that that term's been used elsewhere, but I'm coining it here, the Afro Drill. 
yeah? Um, because the subject matter they spit, oh, the lyrics they tend to use are all very, like, are all, like, lyrics that you often find um, within the drill genre. Um, but instead, they've used it against, like, an Afro-swing backdrop, um, bringing forth a new sound. So... That's why this out this mixtape had a very fresh feeling to me, and um, I'm very very invested in this guy's career. I'd love to. I think if I think if he was on stage, I think he'd be a very astute performer as well. Um, that would bring a lot of energy. Um, he reminds me a lot. He reminds me of Jay House a lot, to be honest. Um, did you guys catch that vibe? Yeah, for the most part, I, I do agree yeah. with what you're saying. I did get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, so, I did as like, well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's like a label positioning thing or like whether or not like that's his... I don't know wh- whether that's like organic or whether it's manufactured, but it's very much welcome because like for a long time, Jay Huss has been unique in his own realm. So to have more artists like that with like similar sounds not saying that it's an exact replica like it's the type of music that i enjoy so i believe that like partially has a long road ahead um as i already mentioned two of my shout outs on frontline and my family and um, but the third one is betty like those are the bangers for me on this album i mean mixtape sorry um I'm going to, because I'm last, I'll give it the rating. Uh, so I think for me, it's, it's easily a four. It's not a five yet because it's a mixtape, obviously. It, it, well, for the most part, it did flow, um, but there were a few tracks where it did feel a bit repetitive. Um, but yeah, if he does do an album, I'd love to see him be more introspective as well. What do you guys rate it? Definitely not a four. But it's a good album. I rated it a three. But it was a solid project, though. Saki Q definitely, definitely be proud of, especially if it's his first effort. Yeah, I, I rated it a three as well. Um, it's kind of weird, weird me and Matt agreeing on a number, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very strange. We should put the lottery on. Yeah, why did it? But, but like, why? It didn't grab me. I'm saying I, that I you should raise it a four, but why? It didn't grab me as much as a normal forward. Like, when we looked at the list of fours we've given, I listened to this album after looking at our list. And it to, to me, it doesn't fit in that list. Um, and yeah, what, what, what Ali said. I feel like there should have been a bit more creativity in the way he delivered his bars. Um, a couple times, the tracks felt too samey. So, for me, it's good, but I, I wouldn't give it a four. Right. See, I give it a three, but only because I feel like he is still evolving. His sound is still evolving. But I give it a really high three. I think this kid is extremely talented, not to be patronising. Um, this guy is extremely talented. And um, I look forward to seeing what his career, you know, his future brings, just like Manny, because I... His storytelling to me, I, I really thought this was very introspective. I really, really did. I mean, at the point in his career that he's at, I thought it was almost outstanding. The whole project, like I enjoyed it that much. 
So that's me. And we all know Afia loves an introspective project. I do. I really, (laughs) really do. I want the feels. It's very important. Ooh, those feels again. Um, no, I, I agree with what you said. For, for if we if we just take into account his age and stuff like that, then I'm sure that we can appreciate that it's a really good project for someone so young, and I guess so inexperienced. However, we don't take that into account, so Ugh. that's why I'm giving it a higher rating. But I have no doubt that in his next project or in the future, at least, he will definitely be uh, reaching a four, maybe even a five. He definitely, if if this is where he is right now on his journey. A potential must be huge, and he should have the ability to to level up further. I, I, I want I want to see a J House background G and um, Parsley mixtape. That's all. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm not a big fan of background G though. Hey, pull he's up, always wait, shouting. We're off to war. Oh he's always shouting at me. Like, stop shouting at me. No, he needs to shout. You need to feel the vim. Sometimes you got to feel the energy, that that meat meal energy. You know, to just let it out, man. Wait, listen to the lyrics. Pull off your wig. We're going to. War. Oh, I do love that lyric. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is banter. I love it. All right, all right, cool. Did everyone get the ratings they have in it? So yeah, um, everyone gave a standout song as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think only me. No, I gave one. Mine was um, more oh, yeah. paper. Uh cool. And now I think I did as well. So, all right, cool. Yours, man. Yes. Informer. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, who's next then? Who would it? So, can we just get an overall for that one? Overall, we're giving it how many years? Three. Three. Cool. Yeah. And our standout was, was Informa. Yeah. Okay, cool. I believe so. Lucky cool. job, though. Next one. Let's go in Matt's standout song. Yeah, but I'm the only one that matters. So. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, Anyone think more paper was the standout song? I feel no. like I have to I have to say my wrist matters what are you talking about here guys <laughs> I have to say uh, if if um if I have to pick a standout song I will back Manny's options because they're the two songs I found him through as well and I really okay, enjoyed cool. them so yeah cheers, cheers. right Betty you, okay. and um my family okay cool mm-hmm. so we'll do whichever one of them my family yeah yeah, okay, yeah let's cool. see that cool if that's how you spoil informer, then sure. This is actually quite interesting. So <laughs> all four of us pick kind of different standout songs. So yeah, this, the album's good. It's just not a four. Yeah. But, but like I said, you would definitely get there. Uh, let's let's shoot the a quick win then. Should we go um, Masago? Mas- I don't know. I don't know if no, I mean, is it Masago? Masago for one and two. Mandy, can you can you give us your your lovely deliverance of our socials? I love the way you do it, Manny. <laughs> oh, cheers. Cheers. Why don't you, Ollie, why don't you pause when Matt says stuff like that? Can you pause What's that to pause about? You know what, yeah. He said, he said you know what, what I'm pause. Why are you pausing for? <laughs> what are you pausing for? <laughs> are, are we, we going to to reflect on it and, and take it in further? Is that what it's about? Pause Did again. Pause again. Pause again. Oh, okay, oh, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's click play. 
And yeah, deliver us these yeah. socials. Uh, so our socials, if you... Oh, sorry. We haven't even said hello to, to our listeners. Well, go on. Thank you. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank hello, you hello, for hello. to the ESL's podcast. Um, not, um, for those who are listening to us, follow us on Twitter, ESL's underscore. Follow us on Instagram, ESL's underscore. Drop us a DM. We want to hear from you. We want to we wanna feel your fandom. You want to feel your follow dom, so yeah. They want to feel the dom. Matt, only Matt wants we'll to. We'll edit that. that one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt, you can, are you gonna give your socials so that people can follow the dom? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I'm on Twitter. I'm Mr. Matty Lee. Um, on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. Follow me up. Oli. And on Twitter, I am at OC Clark underscore 10. Afia. Okay, so I have an Insta, earsource.afia. <gasps> send dick pics. Don't send dick pics, please. No, nah, don't do that. <laughs> Like you're the devil. Cool. She's the one that keeps emphasising that she does not want to receive dick pics, right? So uh, when you emphasise something that you don't want, you're essentially speaking to ex- exactly. You smart. Exactly. You smart. She knows. She knows what she wants. I yeah, harvesting the well. You're harvesting. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> on okay, so must go, must go. On that, on that one show, let's move on to Masega, and apparently he's been studying abroad recently. Mm-hmm. It's going well. He has it's going put together well. a lovely EP in which he takes out his majestic saxophone. And serenades us with lovely tones of musical brilliance through six tracks mm. and 17 minutes. Masego is, is like one of the most talented people in this generation that's out there. In, Why like, is he so well. talented? Because I don't know much about Because he can sing, he can write, and he plays a saxophone. And when he plays a saxophone, it, it what does it do, Afia? It gives you those what? The feels. It gives you those feels. And it just feels so good. Honestly, every t- whenever Maseko goes on someone else's track as well, he really just puts his 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 vibe, his, he puts his imprint on the track. You can always tell when he's on a song of someone or when it's his song. It's just got a certain feel to it. So, yeah, um, I really did enjoy was there a, it. Was there a track on this album where he was, like, spitting his shit, where he was kind of, like, you know, saying, like, look, respect me because... Uh, yeah, there was, I guess. But I think that was a sign to me. Yeah, was I it think it's yeah. But, um, I think, I think part of it is because he, although he's so talented, although he makes good music, he doesn't necessarily get that same commercial level of success mm-hmm. as some of his peers do. So, for example, I would put him in the same sort of bracket as people like the internet, which is actually a group, but... Like that's the sort of music he makes, that's sort of near soul sound. But he doesn't get that same sort of level of critical like he doesn't get the same sort of, yeah, praise, he doesn't get the same sort of um success in terms of numbers. But at the same time, 
he's someone that people will turn to regularly when they want someone to feature on their song. And when he does, like I said before, he does take the song to another level. But yeah, for me, um, it's, a, it's a new soul EP. And my favourite song is probably... It might be Passport, which came out a few months ago. But it's, I also quite like By Felicia. But what I know about By Felicia is that at the end of the song, it, it had like a, a real opportunity there to have a long saxophone solo. And he never took it. And I think like it really just takes on the polish... Some of that shine of that song and at the end of the, the end of the project as well, but um, I don't know. It, I guess that's not what he wanted for this track. But in the future, I hope that he that he makes use of his talent and and that his differentiator, if you like, the fact that he plays a saxophone. That's what sets him apart from any of his peers. And he should actually do it more often. He should make it a thing that his songs are known for having a a, a dramatic solo on the saxophone or something like that here and there but yeah that's me what are you guys thinking so um this is an amazing ep um you know it's really good when you play it once and then you realize you have it on repeat and you constantly play it so i played it like three times back to back i never got bored and then i played it twice today just before we started recording because i'm still not bored of it and anybody who can play a saxophone yeah. is flipping excellent in my eyes. As somebody who plays various instruments, not to toot my own horn, but I can play the drums, I can play the piano, I can play the recorder and the triangle. I like, I like what you did there. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I know how much effort goes into playing like instruments, but also just I think four out of the six tracks feature like a nice amount of sax and it just rounds up every track to make it that that little bit better a little bit more relaxing I like the features he has as well he's got Shenzia and Don Tolliver Don Tolliver? yeah Don yep, Tolliver um, and yeah they do really good as well um, every track is extremely solid um, and it just flows beautifully it's it's such a feel good album, and it just—I I mean, I, I'm lost for words. Literally lost for words. It's really, really good. Uh, my favorite track was probably "By Felicia," but I also really like "Passport" as well and "Silver Tongue Devil." And "Polygamy" is really good, actually. But yeah, every song binds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. To be fair, every song on the EP. Song. But yeah, um, By Felicia is really good. I like the sax, and I, I thought it was the right amount. Um, Polygamy is really good. But yeah, I think By Felicia, By Felicia is my standout song. If Silver Tongue Devil a close second because Gen Z has smashed it. Afia, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I agree with both of you. I thought it was an outstanding piece of work. Um, it was all about the feels from beginning to end. And yes, I do appreciate that. Um, my top tune was Mystery Lady with Don Tolliver. I thought it was just brilliant. It was so introspective, as well as Sides of Me. That was dope. I just loved the whole thing as well. I can't really add anything more to it. And I'd give it four ears. That's it. It's great. Um, so 
the words I use is, I thought this was a very flavorful album. I mean, sorry, mixtape, EP, EP, <laughs> uh, EP, fucking hell, brain fart. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very flavorful EP. He stuck to a solid concept. But the only thing that's quite disappointing about this is that it would have worked well as an album. So, like, in recent, let's say in recent reviews, we've had, we've, like, had artists provide us too much content. Whereas I feel like in this case, he could have provided us a bit more, especially with how well like he constructed his um, concept. And obviously, like, yeah, that that, that was all. Um, so, yeah, it's just a bit disappointing that it wasn't longer. But, yeah, uh, my favourite... To, to me, to me sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry mate. To be fair, though, what I will say is this, yeah. Normally... Normally, when artists release an EP, it's because the album's coming soon. So this is like yeah. a it's an appetizer. It's to wet the palate, so to speak. Yeah. So so hopefully, we've just heard an amazing EP. Hopefully, the album follows up with the same sort of strength. Exactly. I hope yeah. he doesn't like fumble it. But I think my my hopes are high now, very high for his album. Some of his albums don't always sound amazing. To be honest, his last one wasn't great, but Generally speaking, his albums, his, his full-length projects have been good. So um, well, that's the thing. To... Like, if he's put this much thought into the EP, if he does delivers an album that hasn't got as much of a concept, then it's kind. Of, it would be disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. So, but I agree. Again, I agree. Yeah, like, I, I'm not that familiar with Masego except for like his massive features. Um, but yeah, like. I will be tuning into an album release after listening to this. So, yeah. Uh, shout out song by Felicia. Cool. Are we doing ratings? Okay, I'll go. So, I'll rate this one a four. Four airs for me. Four strong airs for me. Yeah, this is a solid four for me as well. Yeah, me too. Definitely a four. That was easy. Are oh. we unanimous? Wow, okay, it's beautiful to see. Lovely I jumpers. What was our top two, though? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Fuck off. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Felicia. But you have to um, spell it like that. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Let's go to... Um, Oh, like, this is a weird one because this should be seen as the biggest release of the of the weekend when you look at the two artists that came together for this project. But I feel like as we go through the review process, it might not live up to expectations. So Future and Lil Uzi Vert, they released a project together, Pluto X Baby Pluto. And 16 tracks, an hour long, what do you guys think? Ooh, I'm going to go first. Now, historically, I hear a future project or I hear a future collab. I listen to it first. I don't like it. And then I listen to it again. I like it a bit more. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it until it becomes good. This is definitely not one of them projects for me in a way. I don't know what it is, but every single track sounded the same. And I started to just zone out and not even pay attention to the lyrics after, like, track 12. 
because it just felt like they're talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And there's only so many different ways you can talk about a baguette on your list or like buying buying designer brands. Uh, I just got so bored. I had to listen to it in two takes and it it just it just didn't really hit home with me. Um, also, I'm, I don't think I like Lil Uzi rapping that gang shit. I don't know. Something about it don't seem right. But it's hard. To, it's hard to listen to him talking gang shit when we see him on social media all the time. As in being like anything but gang. Yeah, He's it's so weird. But it's so weird. Given where he grew up, I mean, I think some of it is plausible. Anyway, like as a whole, I, I, I will say this: I've seen him in direct like confrontations with people, and he doesn't back down. Yeah, and I assume he has goons around him, but it's still like. I find it I struggle to connect between him being this ultra happy, ultra bubbly, ultra See, whatever I person he is. and then talking gang shit. It doesn't really make sense. I, d- I, don't, I don't think, think he's ultra happy at all. I think he's quite depressed. And you can kind of see but, it when you interact with fans. But but when you see him on social media though, it that he gives off the the energy of a happy person. Yeah. He's always jumping around, smiling, laughing, whatever. I don't think um, that, that really matters though, because Really, what it boils down to is that the project is trash. Like, I, it was just trash. <laughs> um, so, I mean, um, no offense to him if he's dealing with emotional and mental health things. Like, yeah. But speaking on the project itself, it was so trash. I had to agree with everything you were saying, Ollie. Like, oh my God, it was like white noise. I couldn't listen to it. I tried a second time and I just could not do it. It was headache inducing. Um, so I can't lie it was interesting the headache in me as well at the beginning but it did improve it did improve it, it improved when they had their own two solo tracks and I feel like Lil Uzi's was a better one of them and oh, despite no, everything I was good. saying about not really relating to talking like gang stuff I felt like that track was kind of authentic and I quite liked it and that was also my stand up track but I couldn't wait to finish that album like I, I went for a run while listening to it it kind of like spurred me to do more but it was just, it was just hot garbage, man. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, right. though. It's, it's just not good. It's Let not me good. say what I want to say now. Oh, come on, Manny. You go for it. You've been going last a couple of times. Go on, Manny. Cool, cool. Bunch of... Yeah, I'm going to come through and say it was the best album I heard in 2020. Psych. Okay. Okay. Now, now, I'm let's, glad, let's, I'm glad, thanks, I'm glad, Mike, thanks for listening to the Air Source podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. If Randy's saying that, it's time to go. Uh, nah. <laughs> please, Randy. Please, I'll see that you're joking. So, nah, this, this, this album was this album. I'm only taking a piss. Um, you'd expect when two like major forces collide, like you're gonna get like an what's a Versailles level eruption in this the is, game this is two this is two right. superstars genuine yeah, superstars two superstars like seriously like but it was it's, it's, it, it just wasn't necessary man especially if you're gonna gonna put out something that's not going to be great like I don't I think Future has a track record of doing like these collabs and a lot and of the trash. songs yeah yeah like the only collab that Future's done, yeah, that's the only one that's good. Everything else yeah. is shit for how many clubs. 
Yeah, but it's probably made him a lot of money. That's why he's always keen to do these ones. So, yeah, it makes sense. But listening to this, there were a few tunes that you could imagine get rotation in a club. But, like, this album itself is just a collection of singles that they, like, put together, like, or probably sent each other via emails. Like, it's not... There's no heart and soul to this project. It's just a collection Mm -hmm. of singles. I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like there was like a, a folder labeled maybe beats and they just sat in the studio yeah. together. They just went through each beat and just like dropped bars on top of them and called yeah. it a day after like two hours. To be fair, that is that is probably exactly what happened because I've, I've heard Future and like Southside and Metro talk about the recording process before for previous mixtapes and that's exactly how it was. So I wouldn't be surprised if it literally was a case of they dialed in for like a day, maybe a weekend. And they just banged it out, and that was it. Well, it shows. Um, what do you <coughs> it guys? Shows. Oh, it's Matt, terrible. your turn. Sorry. Um, yeah, literally, my review is not much different than what you said, Manny, from what Ollie said. It's not as harsh as what Afia said, but my point is that it's, it's a collection of singles. Some of them are all right. I quite like Million Dollar Baby. I quite like Lullaby. And I think there's another song, but I can't what it was called. They're all good, but. If you're if you're drinking and you're on a bit of a hype, you want to have some heavy bass lines, you know you're gonna get that for future projects. It's this this typical like you know metro booming south side sort of production ex- experience, and then that's about it. Though you're not gonna get anything more from that than than that. Sorry, and weirdly, you know when when future and a little Uzi but they do this when they do their solo projects they do normally have a bit more to the music they normally talk a bit more about themselves a bit more introspection like like Afia likes <laughs> and you, you normally just get a, a better experience to me it just seemed like these two were recording these projects whilst they were in club mode for like 95% of the recording process and there was no attempt to even reflect on anything about their personal lives at all in there or or even on society in general like you know right now there's so many things they could really speak on which would be relevant and they they just didn't so yeah i, it's I, just I, I don't want to go to future for politics mate no way no you don't want to go to him for politics but i'm saying that it could be quite easy to make a song what 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 talks about some things even like a little bit of police brutality yeah, yeah a bit of like the election there you know, it could have been a very easy win, but he just chose not to do it. So well, there you go. All I wanted I think, was. All right, go on, you go. No, go on, go on. All I wanted was a bunch of scriptures from Future, like Future Ten Sixteen, and then even that they're not even in there. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted. I just wanted. I want to know how do you pattern the bitches up, you know? But oh. and I want to know how you cheat one. When, when, <laughs> I don't know. Just like uh, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't there, man. It was lacking. It was definitely lacking. I think that I think for me the issue was like you were saying, Ollie. It's the same story on every track. Just come up with something new. I'm so tired of this now. You know, it does get repetitive. The same narrative over and over. And future has become a little bit repetitive. Like his music is not creative to me anymore. Yeah. So, that's and I feel like he's like as Joe Budden says, he's. He puts out low quality music, mm-hmm. like, but constantly. And I feel like if he didn't oversaturate himself, mm-hmm. this sort of stuff would be less draining. But he does like three or four projects a year, right? 
Yeah, but he's got not, all, not the, anymore, all but those he did, um, kids to look after, so you know, <laughs> needs must, boy. I do, I do wonder with him, like how much of it has to do with the fact that it, the producers that made him amazing, they are even they themselves are stretched a bit more thin. And what I mean by that, for example, is what a couple of months ago now, or like a month ago now, we had Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing project together. Now, Metro Boom and the Future are very much associated with, e- with each other. How many of those beats that went to that Twenty One Savage project would Future maybe have had in a, in a different time? You know what I mean? So, it's that, those sort of things can make a massive difference to a project like this because we all know half the time of Future's tracks, not to say his 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 lyrics or his voice don't make a difference, but the beats are just so good it wouldn't really matter what he's saying. Mm. I feel like the but, beats hype him mm. up. Like, the beats give him the energy he needs. Like, oh, yeah. It probably is that. Beat, he, he's going to, like, switch up he his goes, and amp it up. Yeah, and he goes harder. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it, it was it was lackluster in this project. I don't think the beats were amazing, generally like, speaking. So. Like one beat, and they change, like, two different two different parts of the beat on each single track. And, um, yeah. Like, yeah, let's, let's call it a day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, where, ratings, where guys. Um, so I'll give this one uh, two. I feel, I know what Afi's going to say already, but um, Afi's going to say one. Yeah, I'm going to say one. It was trash. Afi loves the one, you know, white days. She oh, loves dropping them once. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever see. <laughs> well... All right, Ollie, what are you saying? Two can be as bad as one. I'm joking, it's a two. But I say that because I feel like in the right setting, this album might sound better. But I don't don't want to test that out, though. Not right now, at least. You don't want to test it out? Oh, because of Corona. Yeah. Let's fly to Miami, hit up, live, and it will sound good. Oh, yeah, that'd be sick. But my favourite track also was Lullaby. Yeah, Lullaby was hard. Um, Afia, did you have a favourite track or did you not make it to the end? I did not pick anything. It all sounded trash. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, Manny, what was your favourite track? <laughs> um, My favourite track was A Moment of Clarity. Cool. Oh, all right. Star Chains. Okay, so my favourite track was Lullaby as well, so that means we've got a standout song there. Okay. And um, I rate it five ears. No, I'm joking, it's, it's two. So I don't know what's going on today, Ollie, but can you stop like reading our notes because it sounds like you're just copying me. No, Are you no, copying okay. me? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna shoot shots at the next uh, next track. Okay. Next album, even next good, album. Good, good. So the standout song was? Lullaby. Lullaby. And overall, we give it? 1.5. Two ears. No, it's two ears. Two ears. Thank you. All right, um, cool. Should we go to um, Africa? Let's yes, go to Africa. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Nigeria, uh, to be specific. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this one up, yeah. Davido. Kwana, man. Davido. They call him Oga Davido. I want you guys to say it. Say Oga Davido. Oga Davido. I, I ain't gonna do it. Why do you do it? Oga Davido. Oga Davido. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Calm, calm. What are you telling you to say, Oli? Do you even know what he's telling you to say? You could have been telling you you got a small penis and you just said it. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Pasatunivo. Oga is like when you call somebody boss. Yes, yeah, chief. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when you see someone, you know, you're like, oh, you're right, boss. He's just, oh, you're right, Oga. Don't, okay. don't, don't trust them, Ollie. They're telling you. No, I promise you. I promise you. I was on the question of Pasatunivo and I stand by that. Look, it means you're you're giving them respect. You know, it's yeah, like elder it. statesman, do you know what I mean? So Davide is the ogre in this case, yeah. Anyway, going back to his project, um A Better Time. I felt it was a nice album showcasing um a lot of different genres that are emerging from Africa at the moment. Um he also collabed with a lot of big US artists. Um the only issue with me when listening to this album is whilst I did enjoy like the songs on the album, it just felt like that, like a collection of songs. Um, I did think it was a better effort than Wizkid because I, I felt Wizkid's album was more sort of like reggae, whereas this was straight like Afrobeats um, throughout. So... Yeah, uh, what do I want to say? So my shout song was Shopping Spree. Um, I did enjoy the Tyra Savage song. I don't know. What's Tanana. It Tanana, that's the one. Yeah, I did enjoy that song too. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good effort, man. It was a good effort. But I think in his next project, it would be nice to have him use like the same ingredients but maybe introduce some interludes to kind of break the album up a bit, just give it a bit more of a structure. That would be awesome. Like, like, how, like how Beyonce did it, for one. Yeah, exactly. With um, with that album, that album's really good. But obviously yeah, that was Lion King, and I know I know you think, I feel like, I, I feel like there's a dig in there somewhere, but like how Beyonce actually did use the interludes, it was, it was a good, it was good, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, I feel like you're about to send some shots so you get it. <laughs> right, I feel right, like right. Randy, Randy saw the joke I was trying to make there and he, and he shot it down nicely. He done it well really, done, yeah. really good politically. Um, I feel like I'm going to be the harshest, so I want to go just so I can get my harsh criticisms out there. So this album to me was a harder listen than WizKids. Um, Wizkids felt more approachable. This album, it felt too too into that sound. And now I don't know what it is, but I just I just can't get on board. What I do like though is the use of. But I think I think beats. I think we've like identified why. Like we spoke about this in the group, right? Like Matt and Ollie were the guys that used to bully the African kids at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't want to say or, or admit to that. So, uh, to be fair, we bullied the African kids here as well, so nothing's changed. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to put it out there, but um, I can uh, even confirm. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's not happening on this podcast. So I don't know yeah. where you're bullying people for <laughs> remember, remember what I said? <laughs> These bitches is my sons. Listen, mm, I, 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 I love my juice. African brethren. I stand shoulder to shoulder with them. 
and I see them as equals. With that being said, I do like the way they use like percussions in their beats. And I think it gives it an authentic sound. What I believe to be authentic sound, I don't know, so I've never been to Africa. But I just I just couldn't get along with the album. Um, sometimes it felt, it felt too hard for me to listen to. But there was more tracks that I liked on this album than Wizkids. And those were Holy Ground, which is track four with Nicki Minaj. Shopping Spree, which is with Chris Brown. Um, so Crazy with Lil Baby. And Birthday Cake with Nas and Hitboy. I also like... So all the features. <laughs> I also <laughs> like... I also liked The Best with Maya Kun. I, I don't know who he is or she. Um, the South African artist. Um, but yeah, those were the out- um, tracks that I liked. Um, but it just it, it just wasn't for me. I mean, it, it was... There's nothing wrong with it. I, I can't say it's bad. Like, I feel like the quality of the music's good. I, I just can't get on board with the sound. I feel, I feel like the best way to describe how Oli feels about this whole thing, right, is that Oli is just racist and he don't like African people. No, 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 and, no. And no. that's why he don't like the project. No, that's the best way no. of describing it, really. I would have stood by that if there wasn't another album that I listened to, which is called Afro Pop, Afro Beats Pop. And I love that. I love that project. I was bopping to it and everything. Who, 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 who's the artist that created that album? Amare. Let's not be. Uh? Amare. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But so, that's completely different to, you know, like a Davido. A Davido like stands firm in his Afro beats, whereas yeah. um, Amare is kind of like experimental like neo soul do you know what mm. i mean it's like it, it, that that's a, that's a whole different kettle of fish i think yeah. what you don't like is a- accents cuz you don't like northern rappers either mm. sometimes but he, like, he, he, I, likes, I like, he likes i like <laughs> i like jadena as well but i like when jadena goes heavy in its african bag i don't know i, mm. I think it's just something about the way these chats are delivered or maybe it's, it's. I think maybe because I've been like, like about the culture. It's either. like American though. Like it's not. You know, I'm not gonna be. Davido is American as well, by the way. Yeah, but he's Nigerian more than American. Yeah, he's both Nigerian American. It depends how close you are to. to if you're a diaspora person, it depends how close your links are to your. But, but what if the links mm. are exactly the same? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, there's there's some Afrobeat songs where I'm like, okay, yeah, th- this is a vibe. Like, I like some of the Whiskey stuff and there wasn't a heavy American influence. But I think when it goes deep into it and heavy into it, like, I remember one track on the album that I, I just I just kind of shut off on. I think, I think that was the last track on my way. That, that was the one track I really liked that I couldn't stand. It's kind of hard for, like, I think African artists to go mainstream because there is I feel like there is that barrier when it comes to accents and people that aren't really like invested in to that's into like African culture kind of don't really understand it it's it is there is a barrier there for like African artists I do feel bad for it yeah I, I definitely understand that and I want to make more of an effort to try and listen to more stuff and I think by by repetition, I'll be able to 
maybe appreciate it more. I Man, think Oli is saying that he's, he's opening himself up to torture. <laughs> I think I think the issue is there's a disconnect, and sometimes I like to relate to at least something in the music, and I can't relate. Generally speaking, I can't relate to anything in the music, which is why the tracks with the American artists I like. <laughs> I got American. You know what it might be, honestly. I think maybe you've just heard a lot of substandard, um, or not substandard, but just the thing with Afrobeats, and we were talking about this earlier, is that it can get repetitive. It can all sound the same and mm. it can be really jarring. So I think, like, for example, if I go to a club and they're playing Afrobeats, honestly, I get bored after a bit. I really do. Um, and I think maybe you've listened to a lot of boring, repetitive Afrobeats type tunes. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I think you might be right. I feel like you guys are going to your playlist of, like, the creme de la creme. Decent, decent tunes. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it's entirely possible that it's just not that good as well. Yeah, anyway, at the same time, like, if you, if you look at reggae, there's a lot of beats which sound, like, very similar or mm. people spit over the same beat. But I never get bored of reggae. I can play it literally all day. But, yeah, then that does go back to what Manny was saying about, you know, your tastes and it's some, some things being acquired, you know? Like, I grew up listening to reggae. I grew up listening to African West African music. So, for me all of these sounds are familiar and I like it sometimes when they intersect, overlap, all of that. Mm. Maybe for you, it just is an acquired taste. You know what I'm saying? It's just not for you. Simple. Yeah. Hello. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like I feel... Like I, I don't have a comeback for it. It's, it is what it is. Everyone has different tastes, but it's just such a weird thing because obviously when I hear Afrobeats, I just hear the flavour, I hear the jollof rice, I hear the, I see and feel the dance music, the zonto, yeah. the different yeah. vibes. Man, like, you say that when you listen to Afrobeats, you get hungry. Yeah, because it's all <laughs> culture. You know what, yeah? No, you just I said get something. that. You just said something. I feel like I relate every single Afrobeat song to that. Dreadful Hazonto song. And I think that's what it is. I'm not going to lie. I could understand that. That song was... Oh, God. But then, that's, that song, that song, I understand your pain because that song was everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a new sound, like, that people had never heard before. Yeah. And they just wanted it. I remember that summer. I remember you couldn't escape it. Got it got to me mate, as well. Mate, if you went to Costco, yeah, on a Saturday you would see loads of people playing that song like when they're walking out the warehouse with their trolleys yeah. with what I can imagine is ingredients for jollof rice because it was as a tomato sauce. Mm. Like chopped tomatoes and you would just see them like playing the song from their phone and doing the dance. <laughs> and it was like, no disrespect, no racism, but it was traumatising as hell. There was that song and there was a Oliver Twist song. Those two songs. Oh, uh, yeah. the band, yeah. Ollie loved that song, low key. Ollie, you loved it, didn't you? you that no. was your song. No, do you know what? Yeah. I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember, because this is like uni times, yeah, I remember all the girls used to call you Oliver, Oliver Twist. I remember that. Like, I remember that. After. I could not stand it. One time I, I used to love that. I, all I the girls were saying that. I left work one time, I left work one time because one of the supervisors kept saying it. 
I was just like, put me in a different department. I'm not working with you today. I, I couldn't stand it, man. <laughs> was it that? Oh, my. But wait, wait, Oli, that was karma for you mocking all the African kids back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was that's it. That's it, karma. It might, it might well be. But to be honest, I agree with you. I get what you're saying. And the funny thing is, on this particular um, project, I found there were only two songs that I really liked that I'd listen to again and again. And the top one for me was Tanana. And one of the reasons I loved it so much is it reminds me of like um, an evening in Accra when there's like this really nice warm breeze and it just had that vibe to it, like back home, that I just really appreciated. It was trans. It was trans. Port, like what's the word if it takes you somewhere transcendent I don't know but it was that it was really cool it fed your imagination anyway cool so let me give my review I'm not racist like Oliver, so I quite like African <laughs> people. You can't just throw it out there and say it. I have many African friends. You can't just throw that. So I've, I've got more African friends than you've got African friends. That's, that's not you both sound more racist uh, when you say that. That's not, that's uh, not a good thing to say. You both sound more racist when you say that. I can't be racist. racist. I've got African friends, okay? Anyway. Wow. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? It's like one of the companies that say, we're all inclusive. We hire black people too. That's exactly what Matt is. I might need to speak to HR, you know. <laughs> I am HR. Yeah, I am HR. Anyway. Anyway, I like the album, but the only my only criticism of the album was that it was a bit samey, but also it really felt like I was listening to a, a soundtrack for a Disney movie. Uh, I mean, in the respect, that's how it sounded. Like even so, the lyrics were um, adult, explicit. This channel sound was quite was very light and. You know what I mean? Lighthearted and, and not kiddie fired, but you know what I mean? You can just imagine some of the songs being sing-along songs for a Disney movie. Anyway, um... Any uh, Disney movie in particular? Yes, Renny, you know which one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know which one. Say it. Expose yourself. Say it with your chest, okay? It felt like The Lion King. I felt like I was young Simba listening oh, to Sandra for The Lion King. God. And you know what? You know what? I just can't wait to be king. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. I did actually like... Some, some of the songs I liked on the album. Can you feel the Afro beats tonight? You know what? I can. I feel it. And you know what? I can taste the jollof. Anyway. Um, I like Very Special. I like Shopping Spree with Chris Brown. That was a good song. Tadana was a good song as well. And I quite like Maybe with um, McGee's, I don't know who that is, to be honest with you, but I did like the song. I was surprised by how well Lil Baby did on the song So Crazy. I didn't think the song was very good, but it was a very different sound for what Lil yeah, Baby was Yeah, it was. It was, was groovy, though. So like, I think he did pretty well on that. But I also quite like Birthday Cake, and I like the way that Nas related his, um, he related his, his verse back to Africa, back to Nigeria in particular. Um, yeah, the, the, the closing of the album was very good. The, the last like five, or last four tracks were very good. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a solid album. Whereas Oli said he didn't like it. Like I said, I, I did have my thing about it feeling a bit kiddified. But apart from that, it was a good album. Well, you redeemed yourself there, Matt. 
you're not as uh, bad as Oli, but it's still of course terrible. not. Of course not. Never done. Never done. I gave shout outs to a very good Afrocentric album. So <laughs> I'm gonna take pride Wait, in well, that. We're gonna go, we're gonna go, we're gonna give her a shot her moment. This is Davida's moment, yeah. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's focus on that. Um all right, cool. So everyone's giving Sorry, 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 sorry. Can I say one more thing though? One more yeah. thing that I want to say. Is that you know on the track, what track is it again? Um shopping spree. I really just got that whole like chop my money sort of vibe from that man. Like it took me back to to my uni days. Was it uni days? Yeah, it was uni days. Yeah, it really Matt was balling in the UD. He had the 40 inch Samsung, the Xbox, and the PlayStation. He had everything. He had, <laughs> he had two beats, two phones. We used to call him Kevin Gates before I, Kevin Gates. I was, I was, I was living comfortably in uni. It was a good time. But um, yeah, it just took me back to that. Anyway, so yeah, pick up Davido, man. He delivered. He definitely delivered. He definitely. Um, so, what's everyone's chat songs again? Um, shopping spree so far. Shopping like, spree. Shopping birthday spree. Cake. My birthday cake. Birthday um, cake for me, then. Mine was, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine was Tanana. Okay. That's my number so, one tune. So, birthday cake, then it is because me and Effie got different tracks. You and Ali are in sync today. So, Davido overall got how many ears? I said, oh, sorry, we haven't even got it. Oh, we haven't me. done it. Okay. Yeah. Three for me. Three for me. I give it a two. So is that a three then? Um, I think so. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say three. It's I'm gonna say three. Yeah, redeem yourself. I, I think I you gave with too generous. Yourself. I think I gave my wait no uh three yeah so I was two at three. It's not. It's an. It's it's not really bad. It's an. I, I can see why it would be a three. It's just I can't relate to some of the tracks, and I think that's. I think three is fair. I th- I think two is fair to be honest, and I like Afro beats, but I only enjoyed two of the songs on this. Right, yeah. Do you know what, Afro? You convinced me to two. No, all it is is I just think this album was not that great. Two tracks mm. were brilliant, the rest so and all of mine were American influences influences apart from one. Which was like a huge chunk of the album. You liked a huge chunk of the album. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, how long is the album? It's 16 tracks, right? No, 17, and I like five. I like two. Just, just to be clear, though, Afia, you feel that it's below standard, yeah? Um, no, I just think that Afrobeat projects should just not be that long. Full stop. Uh, I'm sorry, quality over quantity. I remember a time uh, when... West African music was very much quality over quantity, and I think it's just become a bit much now. It's been westernized. Yeah, it's just always trying to meet this demand, whereas back in the day. I don't know, I don't know. You know. Afi is one of those people that doesn't like it because it's gone mainstream. I used to like it back in the day, not anymore. (laughs) Listen, if there's any Ghanaians out there listening, you know this tune, right? Abwa kon kon tiba. Anyway, she can't. She can't say either, unfortunately. Wow. You don't know. Come on. Wow. Next. Next. 
Next. We're yeah, next. Next one. Dropping those old school. You know it, right? You know it. Uh, work on Gontibat, right? Let's do K Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I have to, because you guys won't get the context, yeah? So, okay. you know those songs when you go to like your auntie's party? Mm-hmm. And then the, the aunties are just dancing in the corner to this old school like Sanchez and or Sanchez for Jamaicans really. Okay, yeah, like, I love say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that she just dropped like a lovers lovers rock type track there. Yeah, I mean, it's if, like, if that was a lovers rock track, then fucking hell, mate, that's a bit slower. I'm thinking like slow wine and slower moves yeah, that we have some of those as well we've got this okay. guy called Daddy Lumba I'll send you some links yeah man send them send them I need to understand the context of what you guys were, 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 were created because like I need to know what sort of music was being played in the background because it couldn't have been Afrobeats could it come on that's too high tempo all right. Anyway, next. Let's do K trap. Let's do. I'm sorry, guys. I'll stop. I'll stop. No, no. Racist. I'm happy that you've all seen these true colours. My true colours make always a show. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who's gonna lead us into it? Rafia. Yeah. So, who are we discussing? K-Trap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I found the whole thing really enjoyable. It was a great project. Um, a lot of lyrical depths and in concise bars as well. I really enjoy when you get someone who can give you lyrical depths, but it's not like... Do you know what I mean? It's just concise and to the point and everything. And I just enjoyed the flow of the whole project from one tune to the next. I was impressed by it. I'd give it like... I mean, I just think, because he's a similar age and in a similar place in his career to Pastor Lou, I assume. Am I wrong? Do you all know? I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he does have a baby face when you look at him in pictures and stuff. So I'll, maybe, probably. Well, I didn't think it was as good as Pastor Lou's, but, you know, I really enjoyed the storytelling. It was, It was a good project overall. So, I want to point out one thing. This album art is actually mad creative. So, um, the album's called Street Side Effects. So, naturally, it would be some sort of pharmaceutical drug as the album art. But what people may not notice is there's 16 doses, which is like your standard amount of tablets for any sort of prescription. But there's also 16 tracks so each track is a different dose. And Mind each, blown. And each track gives you a different side effect for the for the for the for the K trap drug that you shot in. So I just want to shout out that. And that creativity yeah. there flows through the album. Yeah. Um like the first track, it just hit me in my chest. Yeah. Let me let me paint the oh, picture for oh, you guys. Oh shit, the, the socks are coming off, guys. The socks are coming off. <laughs> Let me paint a picture for you. I was in Tunbridge Wells. Don't ask me why I was in Tunbridge Wells, but I was whipping down a private road. The why houses, were you in Tunbridge Wells? The houses were gargantuan in size. The first track comes on. 
And I'm just thinking, I bet some of these guys listen to K-Trap. I bet some of these guys have moved serious weight to get these houses. My socks didn't come off because I was driving, but if I was in my bed listening to this, best believe they would have. It's just, it's, it's a really good album, man. Like, it's a really good album. My standout song was one with Fredo. Um, I'm not really a Fredo fan, but when he features on a track, I always find that he delivers. Is it Fredo or Fredo? I feel Fredo. like it's Fredo. It's Fredo, bro. It's Fredo. Fredo's a chocolate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. The Blade Bound track was sick as well. It was just, it's just a really good album from start to finish. But my standout was Lessons with Wretch. Because, you know, my boy Wretch always delivers. Uh, and I don't feel Always, like, always, always delivers. And I, is crazy. and I don't feel like K-Trap got washed on the track. I feel like he stood his own. But obviously, um, obviously it's Wretch and Wretch is out here and he's, he's doing his thing. But the album is actually my creative. Um, I'm not really into, like, drug music and stuff, but I like this little spinny put on this and I can't relate to it, but I relate to this album. If you get what I'm saying? A bit of an oxymoron. Well, you can't relate to being in a bundle three o'clock in listen, the morning whipping out work. Listen, man's trap line does not exist. My trap line is my work number that I shut off at 6pm. I'll be the worst no. trap star in the world, man. Do you know what I have to say I really appreciate is that the beats, though they were really good, didn't overpower his flow either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I really enjoyed that because it were very decent beats, but he still, his flow, it just went with it so well and it just, it didn't drown him out, you know? Yeah, 100%. He's not the most aggressive rapper, but it, it didn't do that. 100%. And I, yeah. I just feel like everything was like calculated with his, with, with that decision making. Mm. And I actually prefer this to Passa Lu's album. I, I, I just felt like as a whole, mm. um, I just felt like it was more polished. He does have a very distinctive sound. I noticed that as well. Yeah. I think yeah. I think I'd have to give it another listen because I'm a big Parsley fan, as you can tell. Yeah. But I, I appreciate your comments. I agree with you. Yeah. And um I wanna actually never mind. Never mind. It's it's just a really good album. Really, really good. Okay, I guess I'll go next then. Um, for me, I really did actually enjoy the album, but I feel like there's some things you, I, I have to say that I believe is true of K-Chop, of this album, at least with K-Chop. If you're looking for like crazy metaphors or similes, they're not going to be in this album. If you're looking for complex rhyme schemes, they're not going to be in this album. If you're looking for multisyllabic rhymes, they're not going to be in this album. If you're looking for street stories, they are here in abundance. If you're looking for, for I don't know how you put it, a, a young man's truth for the world that he sees around him, they're here in abundance. And I feel like he really tells a story throughout the project that is captivating and, and it's just seems so honest and, and brutal and true. Now, I really enjoyed the album despite not being the sort of sound that I prefer. I, I really am someone that likes to break down rhymes and hear the double entendres and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's not really here. Everything is as it's as it looks. Everything is as it says on the tin with this with this project. It's, it's, there's no there's no 
there's no Da Vinci Code in there, if you know what I mean. But it's it's just really good. So I just really enjoyed it. And like Ali said, he's on the song with Rich. I would say Rich Bannon personally, but that's just because of the way Rich raps. It's more how I like it to be. But um, no, K Chuck did very well. He held his own, and I feel like he should be very proud of this point. It's very, it's very solid effort. And it's an album that I'll be playing. It'll be in my playlist. Many songs of the album will be on my playlist, and I'll probably be spinning the album itself quite a few times. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah. For me, oh, like, oh, sorry. No, sorry. I was to say, the one thing I'll say is if one thing I will say that I was a bit disappointed with is Giggs, his, his verse was not very good. I thought it was quite weak, in fact. Um, my, my standout song was Lessons of Vetch 32, Vetch 32, sorry. And I also have to say that I was really enjoying the first 12 tracks of the album. But then when D-Block Hero came on with Ben Taker, oh my God, I really didn't like it. I didn't. And then I think the next song after that, K-Chop was using that auto-tune as well to sing. I was like, don't, 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 don't do that. It's not good. But yeah, apart from that, I did enjoy. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That those two tracks were a bit of a, um, leave it. The album was yep. better without them. Indeed, indeed. Thing with D Block is they have this magic. Like I just don't know what it is. Again, this is where I feel like I'm a bit old, because people love D Block, yeah. And it's just I, I I just genuinely think yeah. Like in in all seriousness, I feel like there's a I feel like the younger generation don't appreciate all the aspects of making good music. That's the only thing I could think. Because let me give you an example. Right back in the day, you'd usually have a rapper that would every now and then would collaborate with a singer because the rapper can't yeah. sing. So you'd have a singer sing the hook. But nowadays that doesn't happen. Rappers will just sing the hook themselves watching. And their voice is obviously shit. But like see with T-Pain, for example, it's, his auto-tune is something really good. But it turns out the guy could actually sing the whole time. He didn't need auto-tune. Now, when you have someone that can't sing and does auto-tune, it doesn't sound good, at least not to, not to me. But for some people, apparently, that sound is like crack because they love it. So uh, I don't get it. But for me, I'd much rather hear a lot more situations where you have a rapper and a singer collaborating rather than having all these this really bad auto-tune. No, that's fair. Um, I guess it's me next, right? Um, so K-Trap, yeah, he's, very, he's a talented rapper. Um, I enjoyed this effort, and again, I was unaware of his ability before, but I was pleasantly surprised by his um, storytelling ability on this track. Um, however, I do wish there was more songs like the intro um, scattered throughout the album, because that intro was hard. The intro was crazy. The intro was hard, you know very I mean? hard. Like, it, to the point where he himself, like... Um, points out like oh I'm shocked that I've even wrote these lyrics do you know what I mean yeah. and but he's got that talent there so yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see him do more more of those sort of tracks um the features were, were all right um you, Matt you've touched upon like the gigs it wasn't hollow man it was just normal gigs on this one um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh why are you guys laughing at hollow man 
If you laugh at so him, you know, no, but it's true though. It's true. He'll turn up in your house. And this is the same thing that we said last week though, as well. That you know, when he's had the opportunity to like step up and go hard or something, he doesn't do it. So obviously, I'm not saying that this was a big opportunity for him, but I just think to myself that other times when you just wanted the really big gigs first and yeah. he didn't come through with it, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, he's not being consistent 100. percent His consistency level should be a lot higher than you. Yeah, but it's like Giggs is, is is a veteran of this game. Like at the end of the day, it's a feature for him. It's not a. It's not so, like I feel like with Giggs, yeah, something has to excite him for him to bring his best. Does that make sense? Like a Dave track jumping on that will probably excite him. K track's new, like he hasn't earned that probably probable respects just yet. So Giggs ain't gonna give a hundred and ten. Do you know what I'm saying? So. It's, it's a weird one. Uh, but I'm not to speak for gigs. I don't know what his frame of mind is. That's just my observation. But going back to the album, um, another feature that I was really impressed with, Millions. I like I like this guy's flow, man. Like, it, he's got, like, a fast-paced flow. Like, his lyrics are, like, good. I, I really like Millions. I think he's he's got a long future ahead of him. So um, did you guys like that track as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think Millions is just dropping gems whenever he drops a someone's song and his own as well. Cool. Um, what else was I going to say? I think that's pretty much sums everything I wanted to say. Um, street Side Effects, the intro and or pour up my standout songs. I think it was a very solid effort. Um, I'll give it a three, but this guy definitely has potential to come back with like a four. Going forward. Yeah, I think for me, I, I give it a three as well. I think this, this project is solid, but I don't think it's deserving of a four or anything higher. Definitely not lower either. It's a, it's a solid three. Yeah, um, it's a three for me as well, dog. <laughs> so I think that's an, a unanimous three. Oh, I really thought you were going to come with a wonder. No. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> K-Trap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, three. But you didn't, you didn't ask uh, what sort of three it was, minus or positive? What? I think it's I don't have to say. I think just a three for me. It wouldn't be either. It's just done with I want to anyway. hear more from this guy. So, yeah, same. yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's good. All right, cool. Um, okay. guys, 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 or was it Baby Pluto? Whatever it's called, Pluto X Baby Pluto. Oh, so <laughs> we can all be really excited to go and listen to that then, yeah? Awesome. Lovely. So yeah, you can listen to Future and Lil Uzi Vert again, guys. I swear mm. people just buy into the hype far too much. I feel like the luck should come out like a few months later when people have gotten like, I don't get it. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Two days later. Yeah, Deluxe though, like what the hell? It makes yeah. no sense. Like back in the day, Deluxe has come out like a year later, yeah. or at least six months later. This whole two days later Deluxe thing is stupid. Or so Deluxe stupid. was just like the regional tracks just pumped into it. So you know like when you have an album, you have like unique tracks for Australia, Japan, and all of that sort of stuff. 
Oh yeah, the last would just be like a culmination of all those tracks plus a couple other sprinkles on top. Anyway, I prefer, I prefer when a deluxe is something like the songs have come out and then some of them spawn remixes and stuff like that. So those remixes are then put in yeah. to the album. I like mm-hmm. that. But I, this whole two days later we've got a deluxe version is just silly. It's nonsense. There's not. I've just read it. There's nothing. There's there's like a couple of more tracks on there, but if it's more of and no features, if it's more of what we've just heard. Do you know I what? I I, I believe that this is done because of streaming. So you yeah. get an initial when you, when you you release your album, everyone streams it, and then you get like about three or four days of streaming. And then you do the deluxe, and everyone streams the whole album again. Plus there's extra tracks. And so you basically get essentially two releases in one week. And then inflation. They're probably, they're probably like um, combine into one. So it probably boosts yeah, the album sales. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So that's what they're aiming to get the number one probably. Yeah, it's a good tactic. Especially since bundling is out of the door now. So you're probably going to see this tactic more. Probably. Alright, cool. Um, yeah, well, sorry, I wanted to just talk. Did you guys watch that um, viral clip that went around today? Uh, of, of two men having a little, a little scuffle. Or a little gentleman's disagreement. Gentleman's yeah. disagreement lost 30,000 feet in the air. That, I just thought that was like, I don't know about you, I just thought that was like mad weird to see like at this point like in the artists we're talking about Tion Wayne and Hedy One at this point in your careers right like you can't be fighting on planes like you probably both got first class tickets on these flights to Dubai when everyone's stuck at home I, I don't think they had first class tickets I don't know they were in economy no, no, okay, it was premium enough, economy. Like, premium economy. No, that, that, no, 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 no. That's an important that is, distinction. That is, that is economy in that airline. It was they probably yeah, on yeah. other airlines or premium is like different chairs. It, it was, it was economy. It doesn't really matter what class they were flying in. It was just stupid. They looked stupid. It was embarrassing. You know I mean? it's so the memes are jokes, but it's just the actual behaviour. Just mad embarrassing. And it's kind of like the optics don't look great for them because, number one, everyone's stuck at home. Number two, you're privileged enough to go out the country and live your best life. And number three, you're two black males in the industry that have give garnered a large amount of success. Um, so, and the, no disrespect to like Morrissey. Morrissey did the right thing, but him stepping in, the optics of it all just don't look right because it's kind of like it just shows that it kind of proves people point when they say, "Ah, oh, are, are you saying that you're like a white savior?" Yeah, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like all of that. Do, like and again, no disrespect. He did the right thing, but all of that kind, all the optics of it all just is messy. Like it's messy. Do you guys? Am I on jumping off a cliff here by myself? Yes, I watch you on the way down. Do grime artists get? Um, they must get some training for 
PR like PR situation? Nah, Do they, they not don't. get anything like that? Because that might. I, be I, I, I don't think that these guys would get that because of the fact that they you can't you can't give these guys media training in the sense that what are they what are they meant to do to forget about where they come from and say oh well, a lot trained, of people do they do but that's the not, thing not obviously if they do then they don't have the product so I can't think of one rapper who, who's been successful in a gangster rap sort of scenario that's continued to be successful after forgetting where they come from well that, that's what but even even that calling it like forgetting what does that mean you forget where you come from you don't well, forget my, you're my, just not my, there anymore my understanding is that their beef is related to where they come from absolutely so I just think it's really so it's stupid on it's on site isn't it whatever happens it it's always going to be on site didn't did you say they're from North London well they're not from South well wherever <laughs> in London they're from you look stupid okay look yeah Look here, let me say this one thing, guys. Those are Afia's views, so not mine. Manny, yeah, and I stand so, ten toes so, so, in it. So, Who was so, it? Don't, don't come for us. Who was it? Who was it? Heady one. And Tion Wayne. Yeah, you both look stupid. Wow, okay. Anyway, next one. She, she's jumping out of the window now, guys, but okay. <laughs> What's the next bit of news? Oh, what? Oh, what? Didn't um, Lowski Lowski had a video with Stormzy, right? Yeah, I haven't listened to it because I kind of I don't want to. That project's coming out next this week, I think. Okay, you don't want to um, listen to all of it. I together. get that. I get that. I get that. I did watch the video. It's a, the video is quite entertaining. It's a good video. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Man. I do like to have my first hearing of a song as part yeah. of the project rather than hearing it as a single. And then there was some news about Lil Wayne. Oh my god, this guy is an idiot. So, um, he got caught with a firearm and ammunition. So, if found guilty, he's going to go back in prison. Do you know, I'm glad you brought Lil Wayne up, by the way. Because Um, he's going to come out. No, because I was watching a clip today from 50 Cent. Did you know 50 Cent got offered a million dollars to um to endorse trump yeah yes yeah so he was talking about that today and then the one i think was charlemagne he was like what do you what do you think um do you think little wayne was paid as well and 50 was like yeah probably because they actually got because recently he took a picture of trump wearing a jumper and a t-shirt and like looking like Carlton Banks, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, so he's got the hotline to the White House. So hopefully, you know, Trump will do him a solid before he gets kicked out of the Oval Office. I mean, by by the time anything will be processed properly, uh, Biden will be in. If you think yeah. about it, so um, Trump ain't gonna have Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne ain't gonna have himself either. Lil Wayne's an idiot. Like, like one of my mates today said to me that this thing of Lil Wayne being caught with a gun is similar to what happened with T.I. And I'm like, nah, it's not the same at all because when T.I. got caught with a gun, T.I. was actually planning to go to war with people. He wasn't caught with, with little guns. He was caught with a whole arsenal of machine guns. It's a very different thing. Wait, wait, wait. I, I watched an interview from him saying... It was a setup where his. Security it was a setup. The FBI, the 
FBI set him up, not the police. Yeah, the FBI. Yeah. It's a next level. But he wasn't, wasn't he buying guns? Wasn't um yeah 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 the whole narrative was a setup, innit? About the FBI yeah. getting the security guards saying they need guns, they need to That's buy specific right. guns from a specific place, and then he actually cottoned on, but he couldn't really. It's, it's an interesting interview. If you can find it, it's a good one. My point is, yeah, the little idiot is age now. If you need security, you just pay some security. You don't need to walk all over a gun yourself. He's very rich, man. I don't you know. Can, can he afford security. security right now? Did he get his money yet? He got his money in the end, but he, right, baby never paid him. The, the record That's label what paid him. Did he ever get his money? He got the money. Universal paid him. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could afford security. Exactly. Exactly. Prayers up for Jeremiah as well, isn't it? It's so bad. Yeah, America's just ridiculous with the lack of respect for COVID-19. By the way, you guys, because I actually don't know your stance with COVID-19 in this group. Are you guys like conspiracy theorists with COVID-19 or do you actually like believe that you have to protect yourself and others? We clearly need to. COVID nineteen is clearly real. We clearly need to protect ourselves, but obviously, some people are more at risk yeah. of this than others. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've pretty much I've, been at home consistently since it started, except for a few times I've been places, but that's it. See, I think I think that's the issue. What what's what's bugging me? People is that they feel like because they can't get it, that they just should just you know forget about it, but. It's not what about your what about your parents? Yeah. What about your what exactly. about your grandparents? What about your cousins? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everyone's the same. Yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, but yeah. going back to Jeremiah, like I'm not sure how in what circumstances he caught the virus, but his situation is quite serious because he's been he's reportedly um on a ventilator and usually when you're on a ventilator it's, it's yeah, you know, yeah, really difficult, yeah, to be. Yeah. But what I will say, though, fifty percent did say that he's recovered. He's he's in a better position now. So okay, yeah, he's he's on the up now at least. So it's looking like he will survive, which is great to hear. Because you know what, yeah, that guy makes some really good music. Yeah. Even if it's not, even even if it's not necessarily his song that makes which he's making, but when he's on someone else's song, it always sounds amazing. Can I just can I just step in and say that we we are all. Sending our warmest wishes to Jeremiah. We hope he gets better very soon. Not just because he makes great music, but but that is the main reason. <laughs> oh my days! <laughs> that no. is not rude. <laughs> no, what? that is not rude. Hold on. Do we know Jeremiah for anything else? Well, he's a to person. Be fair, he's got a point. He's got a point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I if he wasn't famous, he was he's a goddess. Well, all right, go on then. I just, I, I just like he um, performed at Digital in Brighton one time, and um, he didn't get VIP. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the upstairs part of Digital where you can like oversee into the club? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. After he finished, he was just sitting there and just like moving to girls. Did you hear about the singing him a couple, a couple um, years ago? He was on tour with another artist. I think it was um, Party Next Door. I'm not sure, but it was it was someone else of a similar sort of level as him, and he was annoyed that he wasn't getting the top billing, so he basically he, yeah. <laughs> he paid someone else to be an imposter, basically. So he wasn't going to the, to the shows anymore. Someone else was just enough. Someone else was just enough as him. 
and just like performing the backing vocals, it was so funny, man. I've, I've never heard of anything like this before, but it was so funny. Wow. Petty, man. It's so funny, man. I had to find the link for it and share it with you guys. It's so funny. Anyway, prayers out for Gemma. Yeah, for real, boy. We need you to come back because we like your Christmas albums that you do with, with um, Chance as well. Jeez. Uh, I'm not this... joking. This was sick, bro. Are you mad? I'm, this... I'm By the way, What's... next month we've got to do like a review of just Christmas albums. I'm not like that is really sick. Oh, yeah, God, no. Are you mad? Do you know how much good stuff comes at Christmas? No. Oh, Calm down. Pump it breaks. The, the, soul tape, the Soul Tape was an example of that. All three of them came out at Christmas time. Ooh. Oh, exactly. Oh, oh, and don't forget Destiny's Child's Christmas uh, album, okay. and and Mariah Carey's one. So okay, and like I just said, Charles and John might have one as well. And Christina so, Aguilera's, I suppose. Has she got one too? I want to hear that. Uh, you're fueling the fire, Afia. You're fueling it. It's just terrible, isn't it? Oh my god. Wait, wait. Okay, so that's coming next one. Let's look forward to the one. Um, Justin, Justin Bieber. <sighs> hey, you got a Christmas album. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Are you, if he does, Are you not being serious? You actually have to listen to Christmas albums soon. Is this? Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what? Oh, I really want to do this. Ludacris has one of the one of the best Christmas songs ever, and for a pair not song album, must be album. No, I mean, Ludacris, right? He makes them too. It's a sick song. I used to bang that song every year for a period of time. No, I just like just these Christmas. Oh, I love that shit, bro. No, no, I love DMX's and um, Rudolph the Red Nose. Rudolph the Red Nose, that is the <laughs> shiny nose. <laughs> Every Christmas, I listen to that. It's amazing. Oh yeah, but yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that next month. So look out for it, guys. Look out for it. Um, okay, cool. Um, last but not least, there's been some shootings. Pa, 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 pa. Silly papa. What are you doing? <laughs> um, that was it. I know, I know Oli loved it. Oli, you loved it. Let's go and start, Oli. What, love what? Love them. Wait, hold on. Are we talking about Benny the Butcher and Boosie getting shot up? Yeah. Or are you going straight to... Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Let's tell them then. Let's get straight to it. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. So Benny the Butcher and... Oh, go on, Oli, you can, you can eat it. Yeah, so Benny the Butcher got shot. Um, it was over like a robbery attempt, and Lil Boozy's bus got sprayed up, apparently. So, oh, thanks for all this insight, man. Yeah, man, it's quite, I, I'm, I'm speeding through. Okay. I want to get my, my understanding is this way: Benny's one was an attempted robbery, but um, I think Benny. I'm not going to say he's naive because I'm sure he's not, but I think sometimes rappers believe that they got a bit more love than they actually do have. You can be very much loved in your city. You yeah. go somewhere else, and people don't give a shit. Like you have people, rappers, you have big rappers that have come to London, for example, and got robbed. Not because no one like them, not because someone hates them, just because yeah. they can rob them. So why not? So I think that's probably what happened to Benny in this case. That's a shame, but um, hopefully he's well soon. With um, Lil Boozy, it's a bit different. He was actually in Texas to um, show some support for one of his friends. That died, who's also a rapper called Lil Mo, or Lil Mo, something like that. And um, so that that guy was obviously shot dead, murdered. And it seems like it's possible that Lil Boozy's shooting had something to do with that. It's not normal for someone to just spray up a bus 
that means they were trying to kill someone or at least send a message. It wasn't a robbery. So, yeah, that is, um, that's really something that was going on there. America, look after your hip hop stars, man. Stop shooting them up. Allow it. We don't have another King Vaughn episode. It's just long. But I feel like you say this, but at the same time, we have to accept and understand that these a lot of these guys are gangsters before they're rappers. They're gangster rappers, not rapper gangsters. You know what I mean? So. Like if that's if that's what you if that's the life you live, then that's the life you live in it. Like, you know. Yeah, it's true. But like, oh. for example, I, I, I hate it. Well, obviously, MC Hustle when he passed away, that's one of my favorite rappers. Like, that, I really felt that one. But Nipsey's a crip, and although he had a lot of love in in his area, there was obviously someone that really hated him. And for whatever reason, Nipsey thought he didn't need to wear any bulletproof vest. He didn't need to have a security with him. To be fair, he was he was somewhere that was he thought was very really safe. But he still got up um, with Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke, I think, was a crip as well. But although he's from New York, and um, his shit was apparently gang related as well when he was killed. So yeah, it's it's, it's all very long, but. I guess if if you're living that life, you just make sure that you're always protected at all times. True that, true that. Um, cool. So, birthday. It's your birthday. If you want to, you know that song. He's he's he sings that one. Two chains. Yeah, exactly. He wants to lead this one. Go on, Nafia. I just didn't like it. Um... <laughs> I'm so Nafia, happy. Do you like music? I'm so happy you went first because that is blasphemy. No, do you like I, music, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't. I couldn't get into it. I'm gonna give it another listen at some point, and I will try again. But I tried twice, just not for me. Okay. Oh no, I, I lied. There were a couple of songs on there that were decent. Let's see if I can remember. No, I can't remember. I have to listen to it again. That's right. it, really. I'm, you I'm not gonna, can review this in. one. Cause... So, Two Chains, I feel like, dropped a dope album. It had really strong beats on here, good lyrics. Um, a few singles that would be in my heavy rotation, such as, like, Quarantine Thick. I was also surprised by, like, the amount of sombre tunes on the album. I thought it was just going to be all Atlanta, Dollar Dollar Bills, Straight club music, but it wasn't. There was quite a few somber tracks in there that I quite liked. Um, one of them being uh, "Wait to Die," where he spits a lot of facts about like how the music industry leeches off like dead artists. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then how like fans feed into that sort of frenzy by give raising people up once they've gone. It's quite sickening to be honest, but. Yeah, um, and Vampire too. I really like Vampire. Um, it was a well-balanced effort, very balanced. Uh, something, if you look at another Atlanta native, T.I.'s album wasn't as balanced as this effort for me. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so strip club tunes, somber tunes, nice... Nice, nice up and down vibe. It's just solid, nice listen, really. Um, my shout out song, Grey Area, or Wait for You to Die. 
Matt, Ollie. So, um, I really liked the album, and I'm also a massive T Pain fan. T Pain, Two Chains, sorry, Two Chains fan. Um, for me, his best album to date has been Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, but I feel like this album has finally surpassed like the high bar that one set. It starts off strong and it just goes from strength to strength. I love saying that sentence. Um, it's just, it's a really well put together album. I don't think there's a single bad track on it. And there are some amazing tracks that really stand out like Southside Hove. That album, I mean, that album, that track is just, it's, it's just something special. I don't, I don't want to talk about the theme. It's just something you have to go and listen to. Um, Tony is, that is sick. It's got a mad sample. That, that song's sick. Moneymaker. That song is sick, and Wayne delivers a fire verse. It's just, it's it's a really, really good album. Um, there's not a single bad thing about it. It was probably my favorite album of the week as well. Um, I just loved it. I loved it. That's a really nice tribute to the album, the early. Um I really enjoyed the album as well. I think it's a really good one. I, I have high expectations whenever Two Chains releases now. Like he's been on a run of just dropping quality projects for a while. Sometimes his EPs aren't so good, but in terms of actual full length projects, they are they are very good at all times. And I feel like although Two Chains came to prominence later, he comes from an era of um, rappers from the south that they didn't necessarily get given their, their dues, their respect, their, their props for their lyrical ability because they come from a time when rappers from the South were considered to be less able to be lyricists. So I'm talking about here, I'm talking about T.I., I'm talking about, um, I guess I'm talking about Ludacris as well, but I feel like Ludacris never quite got put in that same sort of category. But yeah, for the most part, that's the sort of people I'm talking about. And he just delivers, man. He, like, the sample on Moneymaker is is probably one of the best, like, hip-hop samples of all time, in the sense that yeah. it's one of the most popular ones to share on so many songs. Yeah. Um, the, the featured artists are all pretty good. I think there's probably only one featured artist that I don't particularly like on the... Um, Who's surprised that Ollie's not laughing. <laughs> Ollie should be laughing. That gives it away. Uh, Quarantine with, with Mulatto. Like, Mulatto's really grown on me. Like, when she first yeah. came out, I didn't really think much of her. I just thought she was going to be like another sexy girl that's rapping, but hasn't really got any skill. But she can actually rap. She can she can do it. She, she's actually decent. I do like her. She's not as good as like what Nicki Minaj was when she first came out, but she can. Yeah. she's good. She's better than some of her peers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my 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 favorite song is "Wait for You to Die." I, I think the lyrics, the beat, the the just the whole situation around that song, the scenario, the the, the aura around it, I really just like that song a lot. And it blends well into the final track, fifty-five times. So yeah, I really do like the album. It's a really solid one, and it's nothing less than what I expect from from T Boy. Yeah. Um... I think my standout was Southside Hove. I, f- I yeah. feel like that was a really, a really, really good track. Uh, there's probably like that's one that sounds like what you like to smell. I had one 
as I mentioned before, you moneymaker. Yeah. On quarantine mm. six. Like, there's, yeah. Like a, there's, a, there's a there's a few good songs on this album. And Tony. And even the ones that aren't great, they're still good songs. So what do you think about anything. the slumber tracks? That is that is great for you to die, man. That's yeah. the rhythm of song, which I get. Yeah. That's my favourite. That's my, that's my standout song. I feel like 55 okay, cool. Times is quite a good one as well. That's quite a song. It is, yeah. It is. It's a proper slowdown in the album. Because mm. the album starts off really fast, like Lambo is. That's like a proper hype track. But um, yeah, it slows down towards the end, but it's this fitting. It goes really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, I guess that's it really in terms of albums, unless. No, it's wanna... not. We got a read it as well. We got a read Okay, yeah, oh, but he'll kind of have to go as well. Who's, which one's the last one? Is it A Marie? Mm-hmm. We didn't do um, some of my memories. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh. Right. Cool. So I'm giving two trains of four. I feel like it's like the strongest of four can be as well. Okay, buddy. Cool. I mean, say many, so. Um, I'll give it a three. Afia, are you but a three now? It could I'm be, not could involved be in this one. I don't think I can. I need to listen to it again. I think. Okay. I just. Uh... I think that Ollie's right. I think a three is fitting. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like a top level four. Sorry, a four is fitting. I don't think a four. I don't think it's a top level four. I don't think it's what, a. What is going on? Five. No, I think it's Wait. a four. Though. It is a four. Okay. Ollie thinks it should almost be a five, but it's a four. It's a four. Okay. So, Do you think it's better think... than Ti's effort? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't actually. No, it's I don't think it is better than Ti's effort. But I think that Ti's effort, like I said to you earlier today, the group. If we were to, after like what happened today, right, guys? I went back and looked through all of the rigs that we've given all of our reviews over the years, and I've collected a list of albums that got each rating. And I deduced from that that maybe T.I.'s album and Brain the Butcher's album shouldn't have been fives, they should have been fours. But both of them... It takes, a, it takes a big man to recognise. Yeah, that's fine, because, because like I said, it's moderation. But I've been seeing this, yeah. I've been seeing this a few, on a few yeah. of the other podcasts that sometimes we've been rating things too high or too low in comparison oh, yeah. to, to um, the other reviews that we've done. So yeah, no, I'm happy to say that that's fine, but I think that this album does fit with those other albums in terms of quality. And yeah, this is his second album that he's done to this level, which that with the other one being pretty girls love trap music. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a good album and it deserves a speaking. So should we move on to Salam Mami? Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Seeing how Afia didn't yeah, give a yeah. review for the last project, she can start with this one. Um, I actually thought this was so thought-provoking as a project that I need more time to listen to it, to fully take it on board. I enjoyed it, but I need more time because it is that thought-provoking. I think I, I think um, I sort of agree with you here. So I don't I don't know how to rate this album. Um, to start off, I want to say this is probably one of the most important albums of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's an album we need and it's dropped at the right time. I also want to say that I've never listened to an album that has 
explored so many different sounds with such a polish and a well-thought-out way of delivering them as this one, at least not to my recollection right now. Um, there's a lot of different shout sounds, a lot of different vibes, and they're all executed superbly. The message is incredibly strong. Um, there's nothing bad about this album. It uses samples in an extremely clever way. The production is top-notch. The transitions are excellent. The artists that are picked are perfect. Everything has been thought out really well. It's it's a phenomenal album. It's it's really good. But with that being said, at the same time, I feel like it's an album that I can't listen to just maybe one or two tracks. I have to listen to it in its entirety. That's how I feel. Just to get like the whole image of the album. And I also feel like it's not an album that you can just spin all the time. I feel like I have to be in the mood to play it. Yeah. But with that being said, I know if I'm in the mood to play it, it's going to be the album that I'm going to play. Well, if I'm in that sort of mood, it's going to be an album that I'm going to play. And I'm never going to be disappointed. There there was a lot to love, and I was extremely surprised. The, the, even down to the album name, the album art, the track, the track listing, the names of the tracks. Did you mention the album name, by the way? I think you did. No, I did not. Black on Purpose. Yeah. That's right, Black on Purpose, guys. And like. the album art is actually mad, mad sick. Like, I'm getting, like, 60s vibes or something like that. It's just... It's... Anyway, I'm, I'm going off another topic. But um, it's just really good. Like, if you even if you just look at the, the track list and look at the features, like, track one features Malcolm X. That's That's all you need to know. Literally all you need to know. And it's it's just really good. There's I, I just love it. I love it. It's really good. And the outro as well features Sandra Bland, and I, that that was really powerful to me. Like there's there's so much high praise I can give to this album. It's really good. I, I just don't know how to rate it. But there's it's it's just something that's extremely important. People listen to it, especially. Wow. If you're um, black, <laughs> no, 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 I don't even think it's even like that. But the reason why I say that is because I feel like <clears throat> music tells stories and it can inform people and it can help them to, to learn. So I feel, I feel like, like, like it makes no Are you mocking me? No, you're copying me. Are, Are you, you mocking me? <laughs> I'm joking, but anyway, it's a Marvel reference. You might not get it. Anyway, I know you got that reference. That's, that's another Marvel reference. Anyway, um, I feel like it doesn't matter what, what color your skin is because you can learn from it. Um, that's Manny, true, do you want especially effective if you're black? Okay, I hear that. I do hear that. Manny, do you want to jump in here? Or yeah, I yeah. I was just, I was just. I agree with what Oli said. I think he summed it up really well. Um, yeah, it was a powerful, powerful album. Uh, like, he has a feature from Malcolm X and Sandra Bland. Like, it's it, that just goes to already give you the theme of the album. I had to do some research on who he was and. I found out he was a producer for he's he's a he's an American record producer and he's worked with some big name artists 
Amy Winehouse being one of them as well from the UK. So, yeah, like, this guy's been working on his craft for so long, so I'm not surprised. But you rarely do get the opportunity, you rarely see um, producers come out with such masterpieces these days. So it was very, very welcome. Um, yeah, probably like one of the best that albums I've listened to this week. Cool. That's something that, that is um, pretty fitting, I'd say. But um, what I would like to do, I'd like to give this some context. So, with the Hussalam, I mean, as Manny said, he's a, he's a record producer. He's not a singer, he's not a rapper. So, on every single track on this album, there's a different featured artist on there. And to give um, some maybe some insight into who Salamemi is, if you listen to Nas and it, you think of all the tracks that have heavy instrumentation on it, I'm thinking songs like um, I don't know, Cherry Wine would be one of them, and uh, there's a few others, but it's the ones where it tends to be the heavy instrumentation, like they just sound really pucker. That's Salamemi producing. It, it, it's like Salam is like a, I don't know if it's right to call him a super producer because I don't think his songs have necessarily had the commercial success for him to be considered that but in terms of the quality he's definitely one he's a, he's an exquisite superb exceptional producer of music now he's essentially recruited a team of people of, of singers and rappers to come along and, and help him put together which a, a, a collection of songs which are really fitting in this in these times and it's clearly been heavily influenced by the whole Black Lives Matter movement that's been going on for the past year or two. Now, the album starts off with an intro from Malcolm X and I can't think of many albums I've listened to that has got Malcolm X speeches on it, but here's one. Um, every single song is on topic of to do with like either black power, black empowerment, or just general Black Lives Matter. And everyone that's featured, I'm just looking through the names on the list, like every one of them is someone that is pretty reasonably well known. And even some of them are people that are, um, I would say, maybe from yesteryear, someone like Supercat. I, I can't remember the last time I heard an uh, album it was super cool on it but that was good it was very good to hear his voice Dougie Fresh is on here as well and although Anthony Hamilton isn't that old I haven't heard anything new from him for a while at the end of the um, album you also hear Sandra Bland's voice as she is one of the people that was killed um, seemingly killed by police in America it hasn't been proven but that's what I believe has happened same but um, yeah it's, uh, uh, I just really enjoyed the whole project. It's, it's an excellent project. And I think my favourite song was a song which was just a just a cover version of a prize, as they call it here. And um, that's Strange Fruit. And it was done by Betty Wright and James Poyser. But the reason for this is because I didn't know... I heard the song growing up, but when you're young, you don't really take into account what the song's about. And oh, like strange fruit, you don't know what a song's about. But oh, this made me feel sick when I found out as well. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And the thing is, I didn't find out what the meaning of the song was until the song was sampled by somebody else. 
And yes, it's by my arch nemesis, Kanye West. He he um he sampled the song and made a, a song that was completely meaningless from it. And then when I found out what the song meant, Strange Fruit hanging from the quote unquote the trees called but hanging from a tree basically, the song's talking about black people being hung and lynched in America. Isn't it a poplar tree? That's it, that's the tree. And um yeah, so so just the, the the meaning of the song, the lyrics in the song, and the placement right in the middle of this album is just extremely, extremely fitting. Betty Wright and James Poiser did did amazing, and um, I think Nina Simone and myself be very proud of the job they, they did on that track. But yeah, Salam Ami in general, he just put together a sensational project. And one that I will listen to again, but as Ollie said, you can't just listen to it and put on this background music one day when you're just chilling at home. It's a it's an album you got to deep, you got to deep it every time you listen to it. You have to deep it. So yeah. Um yeah, so I don't actually talk about some of the tracks, but I actually want to shout out a few tracks. So um, No Peace with Buster Rhymes. I thought that was an excellent way to start off the album, like for the first actual song. Um you can kind of guess what it is from the title. That was really good. Black Love was an amazing track. I found that quite quite soothing, really, in a weird way. Um, and then I also want to shout out African Children with Codex and Yonder with Nas and Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson doesn't get the props she deserves. I think she has one of the best voices ever. And she she's really shines. Talented. She shines so bright. Jennifer's crazy on this on this track. Is I was, I feel like I'm always gonna. Anyway, I was driving through Collier's Wood, and this song came on, and I had it on max my windows down. And I kid you not, people were just like, I don't know if they're looking at the car because the music was loud, but it looked like people were in awe of her voice. Or uh, anyway, um, so. That was an amazing track as well. And Black Progress with Stephen Marley. I, I like Stephen Marley. Um, but yeah, I feel like all of those tracks had like a really good message. Every track on the album has a really good message. But um, alongside Strange Fruit, um, these tracks are really good, in my opinion. Uh, no, it's calm. Cool. Silence for the deep. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the energy got taken away there because it's like it's, it's a very serious album. It's not like I say it's a very serious album, yeah. and it's not one that I feel like you can hear as we speak. How it really is like a touching. Point. Yeah, it's very impactful. It's very touching. Yeah. So it's not like a one where you'd be like on a high processor to it. It's the one where you you probably find yourself in quite a reflective mood. So yeah, yeah it's definitely one that you should listen to. But one that you should have to do when you have the time to properly take it in. Yeah. yeah and understand you, the content. You need to have the same right. Like, you need to be able to not have any distractions and just be able to play the album and just absorb it. And I feel like we need more albums like this. And I feel I like agree. this is, like, essential listening for a younger generation, regardless of race. I, I, I feel like it's essential listening. And I also feel like some of this might give insight to people who aren't clued up on what's happening around the world. Like, it's, it's an easier way to get into it, I guess. 
Yeah, fair. Cool. I think that. Oh, so have we given our shouts ratings? We haven't given any ratings yet. So I give mine. I believe it was a four. Four for me as well. Oli? Um, I don't. I don't know how to rate it. I feel like it's a masterpiece, and um, masterpiece is out of five. I don't think there's a single bad point about the album, but I don't think it has the re- replayability that you want as well. So, I think a four might be fair, but I, I don't know how I'd, I don't know how I'd rate it really. Hard. See, I, I get what you're saying here because yes, it is. It really is a really, really good project. But normally, when I'm thinking about five, I'm thinking about albums that I'm going to listen to all the time. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm going to listen to this album all the time or that I'd want to. I feel like replayability is part of the equation. part of the importance to it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. but then at the same time, I feel like the only reason why I wouldn't listen to it over all the time is because of the subject matter. Mm. Like, it could it would just be kind of depressing, I mean, so... Yeah, so... Um, this, this album is very adult contemporary hip-hop, isn't it? Like, it is that... Cognac sipping, finger tapping on your sofa. Yeah, it is. It is. And with that being said, I feel like Red Tree 2 should have had a placement on there because he would have been very good. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Akala would have been good as well. I agree, but some stuff I thought of the way Akala raps, maybe it wouldn't fit this, but maybe, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess. I'll just concede to a four. But my standout track was Yonder. Okay, cool. Cool, guys. What's, um, your, what's your standout track, Um, My standout track is No Peace. That was a good track. Really yeah, good I, think track. My, I think that might be my one as well. To be, no, my one was actually Strange Freak, wasn't it? That's fine. Mm. Yeah. Cool, but I don't mind uh, No Peace being... Because we have all picked different songs... I think New Peace would be a fair one as well yeah. to be given as. Yeah, yeah, same. I think we'll go for that. So what are we giving yeah. this as an overall score? Four. And, um... No Peace. So, yeah. Um, is there any other news out there yeah. this week in the news? New albums in? that are coming out. Um, Meg the Stallion's coming out. I think this week, or is it? I'll throw an announcement she, for Make the Stallion. Is she, is she, is she going to reply to um to the kids, the kid toy? Oh, Sit your ass down, toy. She shouldn't do anything. I don't think she should give him a moment of her time. Why not? Do you think they show on purpose? I don't think she has any reason to lie. Um, I think if you... Even if the way he's making it out, it's like he was playing around. I'm sorry, that's the way he said. That's the way he said. Well, I don't know. He said said there was a struggle for the gun. That's what he said. Okay, none of nothing he has said makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense, and I don't see a reason why this girl would lie about what's happened. However, however, innocence or proven guilty. I just think that the way he's gone about it, there are some things he's done and said after the fact. Can I, can I, can I just I take know. you through the track list of this album? So the first, the first, song, 
<laughs> yeah, Meg's album, which comes out okay. on this Friday. The first song is called Shot Fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that song is called Shot Fired. Oh my god, I'm dead. Nah, um, second <laughs> shot received. Yeah, shot received. Now, it's second one, Circles. Third one is Cry Baby. Next, oh dude, my god. And then it goes to that. Shellings. Yeah, she's Jesus. The album's called Good News. They, to, be, to be fair, right? That to me says that Tori is telling the truth. If 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 they were not in a relationship or whatever, she would have bothered doing this. She's doing this because she feels aggrieved by the whole situation mm. because she was in love. I feel like I believe everything that Tori said. I think that he was putting it on Kylie because he wanted to get the Kylie the um, Kylie Minogue, Kylie Jenner check. He wanted to. Um, he just forgot about Meg for a second. Meg got upset. They started arguing. Someone reached for the gun. He wrestled it back. Meg got shot in the back of her leg, back of her foot, sorry. And it probably wasn't even the actual proper director. Probably just shrapnel. But yeah. What, do you know what? I think... I don't think it's actually healthy or good for either of us, any of us, to speculate on what happened to the audience. Yeah. Oh, no, we we all got to wait and see. We absolutely yeah. can speculate. These are celebrities. They want it. They want it. They love that attention. Um, I don't know. Yes. A girl got shot. I don't know. And if Look, he is, if shot. he is innocent, it doesn't help him. If uh, I'm over uh, here going, he's a dickhead. A, a, a day or two later, she, she got shot. She was on Instagram live showing everyone that she was in the pool with her homegirls or whatever. So people deal like with she... things differently. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But if she's showing that she wants to be out there in the world, then I'm going to talk about it. She was like, oh, give me space, whatever. And then she was like, you know, just faded to black. And like, oh, no, I don't have an issue with I'm talking gonna... about it. I think having a strong opinion, I had a strong opinion. You have a strong opinion on it. And I think yeah. maybe we need to pull back on both of our opinions until we find out more. Mm, maybe, but I'm just going to say, free toy. Bring <laughs> the quarantine radio back. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Well, I'm going to say protect black women, so. Bam, got to. He does. He of course he protects black women. He does it all the time, you know. That's what he shoots them. Oh, my days. All right. Right, so I'm going to give everyone the socials, the socials. All right, so follow us. What are the socials, man? Follow us on Instagram, ESOS underscore. Follow us on Twitter, ESOS underscore. Um, yeah, you can get in touch. And with one me, more time for the myself. people at the back. ESOS underscore. Um, you can get in touch with me uh, on Twitter, Manu8s90. Um, after you go next, what, what, what are your socials? I am on Instagram and I am ESOS.afia. Matt, what are your socials? They know what it is. I'm not giving it to them again. Okay, cool. Oli, what's your socials? Saving the best to last. You can catch me on the app with the bird, the blue ting, Twitter, done no, nowhere I'm at. OC Clark underscore 10, done no, get at me, jumping man's DMs, let man cuss you back, black. Mm. Mm. Oh, you, you want all the girls in your DMC, huh? Okay. Man didn't okay. say that. But obviously, <laughs> man's out to respond to everyone's that's what, DMs. That's, that's what man wanted. Man came with a save. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Sou macho. Não é. Oh, you're mad at me, yeah. is hilarious. Oh my god, I really did I it. I told you, I told you. It's so gonna be joking. It's so funny, it's so funny. Oh, bro. Bro. I, I was just crying. I, 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 I was crying all day like through. I didn't like it. I was, what is wrong with you? How can you like I'm that? 24 minutes in and I'm struggling to laugh. Nah, you, you know nah, what it is? So you have to have a sick sense of humor to enjoy yeah. that too. It's like he's caging up yeah. his daughter. Mad thing, yeah. bruv. I can't. Wait, really. You've not seen anything yet, man. Just, just wait till he goes to the party, first. That's, that's not the best. Wait, 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 wait. The rich party. Oh, the rich party. Yeah, the rich party. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. part where I stopped watching. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it's oh, not enough jokes. God. When he was like doing a Trump skit and the Kanye West thing, I was cracking up there. But then once his daughter came out there, like, bro, it's it a. It's just, it's just too much for me. You should have seen it when he when he goes into uh, the synagogue as well. That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh man! I'm gonna try like, and finish it. I'm gonna try. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Like what what that what that movie shows me right is how dumb some people are in America because yeah. this guy's already made he's made two movies now over there. He made or three now, but he made Borat and he made Bruno as well. And, and he dictator, also made... The dictator. And, 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 the dictator in America as well. Yeah, it was, not it? Yeah. He also did um, a TV show called um, Who Is America, which he's doing a similar sort of thing. And he just kept mocking these people and they keep letting him do it. Like, how are they still falling for it? It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah I just feel like, I feel like people would cut on a bit quicker in England, but I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't. Who knows? Hmm. Watch Bora if you have a sick sense of humor. Yeah, I'll I, I give, I give, um, I give Bruno to not Bruno to say Bora to. I give that four S. So you mean eyes? It's <laughs> eyes, bro. It's eyes. Ooh, the eyes was for Ooh, eyes. Yeah, four eyes. eyes. Okay. Come in soon. Yeah. Cool. Um, alright, guys. Uh, thanks for. Sorry, is that is that a wrap? Any more reviews? No, man. Is there any more reviews? Oh, there was one more. You and you and Oli had a, had a little yeah, special. Yeah, let's 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 take that. We'll bring that in next week. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Cool. Yeah, oh. Take your time to listen. All right, then. See you there, guys. Bye. 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 Esos. Esos.